This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to educate our listeners, our clientele, uh, with really good information about our, our local market. Uh, and a great way to learn about the local market is to see what's different out there around the country. So today we're doing a road trip around the U.S. housing market. So to help us out with that, we have Serena Tomlinson, a first team real estate in Southern California. Serena, are you there on the line? Yes, sir. Good morning. I am. All right. Excellent. And, and thank you to all our listeners for hanging in there. Hey, the, the benefit to you today is you got one extra commercial break. How's that? Um, anyway, Serena Tomlinson is with First Team Real Estate out of Southern California. Serena, tell um, what market area do you cover that you'll be talking about today? Yes, sir. Thank you for the invitation. Um, I am in Southern California, which encompasses the San Diego area, Riverside County area, Orange County area, San Bernardino, and the desert communities. Okay, quite a wide area. So yes, here sir. we are, January 2023. We saw 2022 with kind of a roller coaster ride. How would you describe your current housing market? Certainly. Thank you for asking. Sure. So 2021 and 2022 with COVID was a different animal. It was crazy. It was wild. It was the most homes we ever sold, the most money we ever made. People were nervous and scared with COVID and they wanted to have a place to live. Now we're into 2023. At the end of 2022, COVID kind of took a little back seat and people were starting to feel like, okay, this could be more of a normal market. And then, of course, the interest rates rose to up to 7 and over 7% in Southern California. And so now we are just learning in 2023 how to maneuver with higher interest rates that are now coming down a bit. And we are, we're just learning how to maneuver around the interest rates. But um, we are going to, I believe, see it's already started off very healthy for the real estate market in our area, in the Southern California area. And people feel, I think, a little bit more confident um, about interest rates and about purchasing a home. And homes aren't in this area uh, so out of whack. They're really coming down a bit in price and a little bit more negotiable and interest rates as well. Okay, great. If you were to go back to January of 2022 and compare it to January of 2023, what are you saying are the big differences? Yes. Well, because COVID, Dawn, was a big difference here as far as um, people wanted to feel secure in where they were going to live, and they were willing to pay whatever it took for that. And we saw 15, 20 offers on each home, and people were paying you know, exorbitant amounts higher than asking price. In 2023, there's a little bit more inventory and that sellers aren't getting the, the uh, price that they were necessarily on most of the homes that they were thinking before because of 
that the scare isn't here the same way that it was, but it still will be a healthy, a healthy market, I believe, in 2023. Okay, and I've heard that from a lot of people that 2023 is probably going to be more normal than 2022 and 2021 was. And you're correct, saying, correct. We believe that as well. We're seeing their ad, that attitude now. Yeah, right. And what I'm hearing you say is that a lot of that was COVID-driven. So uh, it was. Oh, absolutely, Don. It was COVID-driven, and the, and the and the buyers would say that. I want a home. I want to feel secure. And, you know, two, things have changed because the owners of companies and businesses are allowing much more that the homeowner or buyer or worker can work from home a couple days a week now. So that really changed the dynamics as far as what people are looking for in a home as well, because they're not commuting sometimes as much as they were. They can work from home. And so the home becomes a very valuable place for the consumer to uh, look what they want to purchase. So when they gave the stay-at-home orders, that really helped the home industry. <laughs> so. Absolutely, 100%. And what became a valuable asset for rooms and what you would use as a room now was becoming an office. So they could work more from home and they were doing it, it was a pride of ownership. Anybody they weren't they didn't want to sell their houses. They wanted to stay in their house. They wanted to, you know, stay in the stay in order was there and they wanted to feel safe. And, and many people did that. and They paid dearly for it. OK, now I think Riverside County, which is uh, one of your areas, is probably as similar to the Central Valley as anywhere that we're going to find here in um, uh, uh, in the state of California. Can you tell us what does uh, your what is your median sales price in the Riverside County area, and what kind of home does that buy? Certainly, thank you for asking. So, the median sales price I'm going to say uh, currently it is about six fifty to seven hundred thousand. Um, and that is going to buy you anywhere from 1,800 to 3,000 square feet, age about anywhere from, I don't know, four years to 20 years old. Everything, there's a lot of new communities um, and a lot of homes that are not that old. This is Southern California, they're not that old of homes and the areas that are available, again, you know, a lot of them are less than 20 years old. So they're getting a very nice newer home and they're in good condition for the most part. We don't have a lot of termite. We don't have a lot of foreclosures or anything at this time. Oh, wow. If you don't have termites, then uh, that's a lot different uh -uh. than our central Valley, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. It's very dry here. You know, if you go by the beach, you have a little bit more, but things are so, you know, the age of the homes are not very old. So they haven't really been infested the same way. Uh, and they're not near water, a lot of them, either. It's mm -hmm. a, drier, a drier climate. Are you experiencing any special issues, inventory, appraisal issues? Yeah. You know, amazingly enough, no appraisal issues yet because mm -hmm. things had sold so high um, in 2021 and 2020. Uh, we're just kind of catching up now in 2023. So that could happen. But no, nothing currently. Inventory, um, more sellers are realizing they missed the boat for the 2021 um, and 2022, the really high prices. 
And so I think things are going to become a little bit more normal for for buyers and for sellers. They're just not going to get that really high price, I don't believe, unless they have an exceptional home that many people are desiring. I gotcha. So pulling out your crystal ball, Serena, where do you see the market going? Let's say come the last quarter of 2023, what do you think Mm -hmm. it's going to be like? Yeah. Depends, Don, on the interest rates. Mm -hmm. If they can control the interest rates and not make them over 7%, you know, that's going to be the crystal ball, I think, Don, that if they can keep them in the fives, I think that's really acceptable to a lot of people. And right now they are in the fives, and they may be in the high fives, but they're still in the fives. So to make it affordable for people to purchase a home, crystal ball is if the government can help us to keep the interest rates at a fair price, um, I believe we're going to have a healthy market, and it's already starting out very healthy, not wild, but healthy, that people are purchasing homes and they're how they feel about the market. I, I feel like, you know, taxes are going to be done soon. People have to invest in homes, and they're out there looking. They're, they're out for buying new homes. They're out buying resale homes. They're out there. You know, you brought up a good point just now when you said taxes. Um, February, March, or when people start getting tax refunds that give them that little bit of help for a down payment. So uh, maybe that will also spark the market. Absolutely. We're counting on it. It's every year like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, I have one final question for you before we go on to our next commercial break. But what is, Serena, what is your best real estate advice? Absolutely. Thank you for asking, Don. Sure. I've been, I just celebrated on January 17th, 30 years of uh, having my real estate license, which is a pretty big accomplishment in real estate. Um, and I can attribute, we've sold, my husband and I have sold um, about, gosh, 2,500 homes in the last 30 years. He joined me 20 years ago as a broker. And I would say, Don, for anybody in real estate or any profession, keep in contact with your past clients in your sphere of influence. And we do that often, every month, anytime we can, we can touch them, do that, you guys, because those, we do our business, 99% of our business is from referral and past real estate business that we've closed. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, we sell between 60 and 100 homes per year. And um, I would say 99% of them, guys, is that I keep in contact with my past clients. We're always there for any of their needs, and that has created wealth for beyond what I would have thought and the amount of homes that we sold. And it's a wonderful opportunity that we have to touch our past and current clients. All right. That is one of the beautiful things about the, uh, having a real estate career is the relationships that you build. So if you're one of our listeners out there, you're a client, um, look forward to that, that relationship with your your real estate agent. Um, With that, we do have to go to our our first commercial break. I guess today it's our second commercial break. Thank you, Serena Tomlinson, for helping us out. And in the next segment, we're heading to Texas. So stay tuned. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. 
And as the music says, we're eastbound and down, and we are heading to Texas and uh, on our road trip around the U.S. housing market. Um, on the line, we now have Debbie Wold. Good morning, Debbie. Hi, Don. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. And um, can you tell us what what market area are you from? Well, I am just east of Dallas or the DFW Metroplex, um, and we go east from there to about Longview. So I cover approximately 13 counties and four different MLSs. And we have to cover a larger area and become competent in those areas because we are so rural out here. Okay, so somewhat of a rural area. Yes, very much. All right. So... How would you describe your current housing market right now? Well, as of today, we are very strong. We had a little uh, quiet time from about November um, till right after Christmas. And then all of a sudden, we saw things starting to heat up again. And um, our biggest uh, problem is a low inventory. Um, but since the interest rates dipped just about a week ago, the title companies have all gotten busy and everybody's back scrambling again. So we anticipate it staying that way for the remainder of the year. And um, we consider it a very strong but stabilized market. Uh, I like that word stabilized because let's go back to January of 22. Let's say you took a listing, you put it into your MLS. What would you expect in January of 2022? Well, what what we expected and what happened is we would have anywhere from 20 to 50 offers, ridiculously uh, way over asking. Cash was king, and the sellers were totally in charge. Wow. That was a year ago. Okay. And um, let's fast forward to today, January of 2023. You take that listing, you put it into your MLS uh, uh, to share with all the other agents in the area. What do you expect now? What we expect now is if you're priced appropriately, um, then you can expect uh, a 90-day market. We are still seeing um, a multiple offer situation in some areas, but it's not ridiculous. And FHA loans are still being considered um, the first-time homebuyer has now got an opportunity to get back in. And um, we're, we're entertaining all kinds of qualified buyers at this time. So, it again, our market is what I would call strong but stabilized. Strong but stabilized. So a buyer today may have more hope, I guess oh, is a absolutely. good way to put it. Yes, that is a very good way of putting it. So the ones that have been sitting on the sidelines are now getting excited and and getting their uh, pre-approval letters done and jumping in the game. And it, it's good to see them back. Yeah, it, and it is good to be normal again, uh, or somewhat normal. <laughs> I'm That's not sure exactly what normal right. is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about your, your area now, your primary area. And what is a median sales price, and what kind of home would that buy you? Okay. Uh, well, for instance, my median uh, sales price is just over 500000 
And here in East Texas, 500000 you're looking at a, a larger brick home, probably in uh, excess of 200 or 2,000 square foot, newer model or country home that's probably going to sit on five acres or less. It's going to have shop or barn um, and outside living. So that's what five to 525 is going to buy you out in this area. Okay. How large of a lot? Are, are we talking? Uh, less than five acres. So that price would include basically the American dream, a house in five acres. Okay. Do you have very many subdivision homes there? Like, like here in the Central Valley, we have lots and lots of subdivision homes where it's maybe a, a fifth of an acre or a sixth of an acre. Do you have yes, much of that? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we do, and they're generally um, in areas where a little more population. So the Tyler area, Canton area, we have s- smaller subdivisions, and they're probably going to sit on an acre um, because of the septic uh, rules out here in East Texas. They can't be too small. If they're within the city limits, we do have some of those subdivisions, but you're going to see them around the larger urban areas. Hmm. Interesting. Uh Mm-hmm. And so that's maybe a difference that what we see here in the Central Valley where uh, very much. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- yes. Most people here are on a sewer, a city sewer system. Uh, rather exactly. Than septic. Yes. And um, uh, and you. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, what do you think is going to drive the market now? Well, what we're continuing to see is is migration. And it's um, in-state and out-of-state still. We're still seeing it. And I think during COVID, when people found out that they could work from home a couple days a week, um, then that opened up their opportunities. And they started coming out of our congested Metroplex areas and coming out where they had a little uh, more elbow room. And because they could do that commute a couple times a week and not worry too much about the traffic and everything. We're still experiencing a high, what we would call mid-range high migration from out of state as well. So those are, that's what's driving our um, market out here. It's not people moving within the same area. It is coming from outside our area. All right. And I know one guy in particular that moved from California out there. Debbie and I had a mutual client. How's Jess doing? Jess is doing great. He hasn't stopped roaming around since he's gotten here and uh, already making friends. So he has done really well. All right. He was, you can let him know, he is one of my favorite clients. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What a character. And that's the beauty of a a referral right there. (laughs) That's right. Okay, so if you had a crystal ball, Debbie, in the last quarter of 2023, what do you think your market is going to be like? My market is going to be um, on fire. We're expecting the interest rates to come down in the summertime. Um, what What we're hoping doesn't happen is that our inventory is completely blown out. So we have been working uh, very diligently trying to make sure that people understand that right now is as good a time as any to sell your home as long as it's properly marketed and priced. And uh, so 
last quarter of 2023, we're expecting um, a great market. And and when we say normal, I agree. What is the new normal but more normal? Probably a 90 to 120-day market and uh, and plenty to choose from. That's what we're shooting for for last quarter. Well, I remember just a few months ago when the market started to turn and all of a sudden listings took more than 10 days. I was starting to <laughs> worry. <laughs> well, there's realtors that don't know anything else. And so they're finding out pretty quick what, how this thing rolls. Right, but we're right. excited. And, um, there's a lot of passion. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, what? What's a good investment in your area? Um, we're still out here. We still have large parcels. Um, and, you know, they're not making any more land. So we're seeing a lot of investment people coming in. And when I say the migration, some of it is investment money. And um, they are buying up larger parcels. So if we see anything over that 100-acre mark, it, it's, it's usually gone pretty quickly. Wow. And uh, so in, as far as investment, the, the bare ground is going very quickly. And um, anything that is in very good condition in a rentable area, because uh, we still have a really heavy rent uh, capacity here in and around some of our areas because there's not enough inventory to buy. Hmm, so as far as investment, yeah, we have a couple of different ways you can go. So one last question before we go to our uh, commercial break, but what is your best real estate advice? Uh, if I were to give somebody advice, uh, I would tell them to link arms with a trusted real estate um, advisor and incorporate them into your um, wealth building. Because as we've seen year over year, real estate has held its value when that stock market has gone all over the place and, um, and disappeared many fortunes. So consider your realtor as part of your, a part of your wealth building uh, people that you keep in your phone and, and utilize them that way. And that's the advice that I give to my referral bunch. All right, Debbie. Thank you very much uh, for helping us out today in educating our listeners with what the housing market is around the, the country. And say hello to your mother, and thank you very much, Debbie Wold. And with that, we are going to our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. We are on the road again, heading from Texas all the way over to the other coast, over in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, good morning, Clint Winter. Good morning, Don. Nice to talk to you again. I can't believe it's been a whole year. Yeah, okay. For our listeners, Clint was on last year, too, on another road trip. Um, so you, you must have done well on that one. And here we are I asking did. It you It was back. a good year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell, tell us, Thank you for uh, where me. do you sell real estate over there in Florida? Okay, I'm in Fort Lauderdale, which is on the Atlantic Ocean, just about 30 miles north of Miami. We have seven miles of beach. Um, we're the largest city in, in Broward County, which is the county north of Miami-Dade. 
Um, we have more waterways than any other city in the country. That's why we're known as the Venice of the United States. We have 165 waterways, navigable waterways, seven miles of beach. Uh, we are we are the boat and water capital of of the country. Wow. Well, now wait a minute. Yeah. You know we have a Venice, California. <laughs> so. You have a Venice, California, but doesn't have as much waterway as we do. Yeah, that's true. So we ha- we have every kind of water here. We have the ocean. We have the intercoastal, which runs the whole state, of course, the whole U.S. We have with no fixed bridges, so you can have any size boat. You can have a sailboat. We have canals, lakes, rivers. We've got everything here. Okay, don't sell us on Fort Lauderdale. We don't want everybody moving from California over there to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> They're already moving here. You, you can't stop them. <laughs> yeah, they, okay, you have a good point there. So how would you describe your current housing market in Fort Lauderdale? Well, big change from a year ago. Um, I'm, I'm describing it as a leveling market. So, you know, we had a very brisk seller's market for the last two and a half, three years. You put a house on the market and it's gone in a week to, to 15, 20 days. 20 days was top days on the market. Now we're, we're up to about, you know, 55 days on the market. So the market has really changed. Prices are leveling. Uh, our median home price, uh, uh, you know, this June, which was the peak, was 420. It's now at 380. So um, the good news is we don't have a lot of inventory. So that's kind of the saving grace uh, right now. So, I'm just curious, Clint, because I get asked this question a lot by buyers. How do you answer them now that, that things have changed a bit? Um, a buyer says, how many days on the market has it been? You, you tell them, well, it's been mm-hmm. 25 days on the market. Oh, I wonder what's wrong with it. How, how do you address mm-hmm. something like that? Well, 25 days is, a, you know, a, a, an even market is going to be, you know, somewhere around 40 to 50 days. That means even to buyers and sellers. So what we're seeing from a very hot seller's market, we're going to more of an even market. So, you know, I have one listing that's been on the market 40 days. I have another one that's been on almost 90. It needs a price reduction. You know, so you've got everything there in between. Nothing's flying off the shelf like it was, you know, eight months to a year ago. It's just, um, you know, interest rates have slowed buyers down, which I totally understand. We, you know, that needed to happen. Interest rate increases, you know, uh, buyers are being more cautious. It's becoming more of an even market or buyer's market. So, um, you know, we see these trends. I've been doing this a long time. You know, I've been almost 20, 24 years in the business. So you see these ebbs and, ebbs and flows all the time in the market. And then, so we're at a le- we're at a leveling here. I think most of the country is is in the same uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, that's much what we're seeing too. So let me ask you this question: Let's say you mm-hmm. got a listing in January of 2022. You put it into your MLS. What did you expect last year? Last year, uh, to give you an example, I put a house on the market, and of course, and you know you have to brace for impact. So. I fielded probably 30 calls. I had 12 showings in a weekend, and by Monday I had five offers on the table. Um, that's what the market was. Uh, you know, you, it was a real seller's market. 
I think COVID and the, you know, and all that kind of uh, the pandemic really something we didn't really anticipate, you know, nothing we had ever experienced. And, you know, Florida is the number one state for second home buyers. So we're getting all these Northeasterners from New York, Boston, DC, Baltimore, Philadelphia that want to get out of these big cities, get out of the pandemic. And they were really buying properties down here to, to get some space and get away or have a second home. So that's that's kind of what drove this really intense seller's market that we had um, for almost three years. And that's that's all subsided now with interest rates and the frenzy is kind of over with that. So we're, we're coming more to a normal market. I, I loved your uh, your your phrase you used there, brace for impact. Um, yeah. Now, um, what what's the most offers you saw on a property over there? Oh my gosh! You mean um, one property uh, during that peak? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be unusual to get anywhere from five to twelve offers uh-huh. uh, on a single property. You know, it's just the demand. It's absolutely no inventory. So we're seeing inventory. You know, inventory is still low. Uh, but you know, a lot of buyers have been priced out because of the interest rates. They're just being more cautious. We're not sure what the market's going to do. Um, the good news is inflation is slowing down. We're starting to see that kind of level off. Uh, but you know, a lot of people with the interest rates just have been priced out. They can't, you know, it's, it's, it's not as affordable here as it used to be when I moved here 20, over 28 years ago, this was a very affordable area. It's become you know, very sought after, you know, beachfront properties and, you know, being near the ocean. Everybody wants to be near the water. So what, so, is, um, what is your median sales price there and what kind of home would that buy? Our median sales price right now is about 380 Um And it's hard to describe what that would buy. That's more of a condo price. You know, we're, we have a lot of condos here. Again, Florida's known for its many condos. So, you know, that would put you in a condo range for a two-bedroom, two-bath. Um, as far as a house, maybe a small two-bedroom, one-bath fixer-upper in a sort of up-and-coming area a little further from the beach. Uh, I mean, you can't really get a house here for under six anywhere. I mean, that would be a fixer-upper. So, uh, you know, you would go up from there for a single family. All right. Where where do you see the market going by the end of 2023, where do you think we're going to be? I, I think it's going to continue to level. I think prices will come down a bit. I mean, we had such such a high appreciation. You know, whenever you see double-digit appreciation, you know, year over year, that's, that's always a little bit of a red flag just because I've been through some crazy markets, you know, which we had like 15, 18 years ago um, where things really turned um, downward. But uh, I, I see it kind of leveling. I mean, I think we're in this for about another year, maybe a year and a half. Uh, it may even turn more to a buyer's market, you know, where the buyers have the advantage, where sellers are coming down. You know, there's always that learning curve. I'm always amazed at how quickly the market changes as long as I've been doing this. I mean, the market can really change in six months. It can really go from red hot to what I call it's a kind of a level, slow market right now. Mm-hmm. What what would be a good investment in the Fort Lauderdale area? Okay, so that that's the good that's a good question because again, as I mentioned earlier, we're still the number one um, 
second home buying state in the country. Texas is number two uh, because of the water. You know, it's a good it's good for investors right now. I mean, we're getting a lot of Airbnbs. Cities have kind of uh, acclimated to that, and they understand now that they're going to keep doing it. And the market on Airbnbs are not saturated. I had a friend who didn't book soon enough, and he had to stay 10 miles away. That was the closest hotel he could get during the holidays, like between Thanksgiving and after New Year's. So uh, a lot of investors are buying up properties. They're making them vacation homes type thing. You know, that's a good investment. You can really get a good return on that. Um, You know, that's kind of what I'm seeing is mostly investors right now, some cash buyers coming out. Mm -hmm. Great. So I have one final question for you before we go to our commercial Mm -hmm. break. But what give give us your best real estate advice out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You, best real estate advice. Um, it's still a good time to buy. You know, if you qualify, I think prices. I think this would be a good buyer's market for the next year. Watch the prices. If you see something, you know, educate yourself. Understand what the prices are doing, and you know, people are always going to need to buy or sell. I don't really think you can miss here because you're in Florida. You're always going to be near water. It's we we have. A good demand here. We're always going to be a demand state for real estate. If you want something less expected, go to, go to Central Florida, away from the water. Um, there's a lot of new construction going on there. You can get really good buys if you're buying new in the center of the state where you're not near the water. The demand is lower. You get a lot for your money there. Okay, that's good to know. Clint Winter, I want to thank you very much for helping us out here in the Central Valley of California with our road trip around the U.S. housing market. We do have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Hey, it's good to be back home again. Sometimes this old farm. Welcome back. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And uh, we've been on a road trip around the United States housing market. And like the song says, sometimes it's good to be back home again. Um, So what good would it do us if we took this road trip, but we didn't know what our own home was like? So that's something that we're going to discuss in uh, this segment, our final segment. Um, we're going to talk about the housing market here in the Central Valley of California. And um, Bobby Thistle, our board operator, who he and I had a very similar experience at about 9 o'clock this morning when we had technical <laughs> difficulties. I told him afterwards, I said, well, one thing for sure, I'm awake now. <laughs> How about you, Bobby? Did that scare you a little bit? That got my blood flowing for sure. Definitely. And and we joke all the time that, that you're the weekend warrior, but you know, today really proved it. Thanks for rolling with the punches. That was kind of intense for a second, but we figured it out. I, one thing I learned about you, Bobby, today is that uh, you're like me. Hey, if it would have taken us 59 and a half minutes to get it worked out, we were in it till the end. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we had to get it figured out. There's no quit. And I hope you carry that over, that attitude over too, and I know you do, uh, into your insurance business. I do. I do my best. Yeah. Absolutely. When you have yeah. a client who's down and out, you're, uh, or you know, all of a sudden you have technical difficulties, you don't quit on them. 
No, no. Or, or I find out the answer and I call him back once I have it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, let's talk about our Central Valley. Now that we've visited in today's show, we visited Southern California. We visited uh, Texas. We visited Florida. Um, here's, here's kind of my take on what I heard today as I compare it to our Fresno County, Madera County, the Central Valley market is, boy, the numbers are very different. Um, you know, what you could buy, uh, Clint was saying in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, to get a home, you're going to be spending over 600000 uh, Over here to get a home, you got to spend over, well, 200000 you could. Um, 400000 is our median price. Median means the middle price. It, it's, so if you took 100 sales, what is sale number 50? It, 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 and sometimes that's a little bit better than an average because ah, if you talk about an average, sometimes it gets weighted one side or another because there was a glut of condos that sold for some specific reason. So that would lower it. What would you say the, the similarities were, though? I heard a lot about inventory. It's still, you know, difficult no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. Did you get that? or that... Yeah, and, and we actually still have that uh, here. It, it's not as bad as it was in January of 2022. Um, in fact, if I could answer that question that I asked the three of them, uh, in January of 2022, um, in, in a very... And I think we're more stable here than, or conservative stable than the rest of the state. But if um, in January of 2022, if you took a listing, put it into the MLS, I, my expectation was to have five, six, maybe seven offers in the first week. Um, I, I was kind of bragging for a while, and this this is where you should never brag. It's like. <laughs> None of my listings have ever gotten to double digits uh, on days on the market. Uh, not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, I still think here they're selling faster. So, you know, I heard some of them say 50 days, 80 days. Yeah. Um, over here, I, I think most of them seem to go under 40, 45 days, which goes to your question about inventory. Yeah, we still don't have enough homes. So what would you say the, the median sales price here in, in the Valley and uh, what kind of home would that buy you? I know you asked everybody else that. Sure, okay. Um, good question. Where did you come up with this, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of hard work and preparation. I'll bet. <laughs> um, so for the in Fresno County, for the year 2022, the median sold price is $400,000. That would buy you a three-bedroom, two-bath home, probably around sixteen to seventeen hundred square feet, um, on a six thousand square foot lot, which is going to be just shy of a fifth of an acre, um, and that becomes uh, uh, it, it gives you that good balance of the American dream. You have your own lot. Uh, maybe you don't have five acres like Debbie had over there in Texas uh, for 400000 But 
you got your own lot, your own detached home, three bedroom, two bath, maybe four bedroom, uh, and still affordable. Yeah, definitely. And then if you could uh, look into your crystal ball, where do you think the the housing market is going this year? And maybe by uh, next year, this time, would the sales price be the same? Or what do you think? I actually believe that it's going to be close to the same a year from now. I think it's going to be a little bit higher than it is right now, believe it or not. And, and I know most economists will tell you that it's going to be a little bit lower, but they're economists. What do they know? I, <laughs> I, I'm working real estate every day, so th there's my gut feel. And then what would you say a, a good real estate investment would be here in the Central Valley? A single-family residence. I, I'm a believer in that because in the 47 years that I've done this, it, there's always been a demand for single-family residence. There's, um, and, and even during your really tough times, um, let's say in 2008, 2009, those were certainly tough times, um, there was still a demand for, for a single-family residence. And, and here in the Central Valley, we have a lot of them because we have land that we can still build on. If we're in San Francisco, for example, where you're, you got water on three sides of you um, and large cities just south of you, th there's not a lot of room to grow. That's a good point, definitely. I mean, we do have, and we've seen it right over the last 20 years, how much it's expanded in our area because we have the room to grow. Yeah. So it's been cool to see that, that the city is populated and more homes are being built and people are buying and selling homes pretty oh, consistently. Yeah. When, when I first started in real estate, when I was 21 years old, I was also taking a real estate course. Um, and I remember him talking about, uh, he, he told us to go out into the countryside and just sit and look. And he said, someday all that countryside is going to be full of um, buildings. Well, I drove, took a probably a 15-minute drive out into the country. Um, I was sitting over there where present-day River Park Shopping Center is. I'm sitting <laughs> out there looking around thinking, this guy's crazy. <laughs> then a few years later, they built Woodward Park. And I'm thinking, what? they're crazy. What are they thinking? Um, building this big, huge, massive park way, way out there. Um, this makes me think maybe you should listen to those economists, not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got a couple minutes left and it's kind of a, a role reversal here, but, um, what's your best real estate advice for the listeners? All right. I would say buy real estate because it, it's a sound and visible investment. Um, if you buy stock, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency uh, as an investment, then it's not so visible. Um, I know with some of the uh, real estate that I've bought in the past, I've been able to drive around, look at it, see it, see that, okay, here's an issue coming up. Maybe that roof is going to need to be replaced in four or five years so I can start budgeting for it. But the biggest thing is when you buy in a home to use it also, 
Um, meaning you're going to live in it. Weigh the balance, your own personal balance between the use of it and the investment of it. How's that, Bobby? Great answer. Nailed All right. <laughs> I think our show is just about up on time. So I yes. want to thank our listeners for hanging in there today through our technical difficulties in the beginning. I want to thank our uh, the callers that we did. And we'll be back again next week with a little educational format on financing. Thank you very much, everybody. Talk to you soon.